Hi, I'm Olivia. I'm going to be a senior uh, this upcoming academic year at RISD in the film animation video department. And I'm also a concentrator in literary arts and studies. Um, yeah, let's see, where do I come from? Well, I'm literally, I'm from Indiana. That's my home. I've lived in Indianapolis um, all the way up until college in the same house. I, I think about the Midwest a lot. You know, growing up, um, it's easy to be a teenager and to be angsty about where you, you know, about the suburbs. Um, I don't know. And in Indiana, especially, it's like, it's difficult knowing, like, people don't really know what it is or where it is or anything about it. And right. having that be, like, so tied to who I am, like, that can be really frustrating. Mm, um, yeah. And so I was really eager to, I don't know, get on the East Coast where I felt like things were happening. Um, mm -hmm. And since I've come here, you know, I love Providence so much, but you know, the more time that passes since I've lived there, like the more connected I feel to it, strangely, like, mm -hmm. um, I feel like that goes for everyone, just like distance from places that are really central to who you are, makes you appreciate it. Um, and, you know, in Providence, things are, are so close, you know, thing, there's, there's a, there's a lot of access here, I think, relative to Indiana. Like, things are very, very far apart. It takes a long time right. to get anywhere, even to get to a store where you need things. And, mm -hmm. and, and like, vast rural landscape is like a stone's throw from, from mm. where I grew up. So, um, and... So you were kind of craving this metropolitan sort of buzzy city. Yeah, definitely. Um, mm -hmm. just really anywhere on the East coast I was, I was interested in and uh, growing up in Indianapolis, like I knew I was very fortunate to know from a young age that I wanted to do something in the realm of film. I, I'm still not sure what exactly, but right. you know, um, it was really easy. I feel like when I was a kid to, to make things like there's access to, to media and, and the tools to make media. Um, mm. was was abundant. And so I was doing that from a young age and I knew that very early on I wanted to pursue this because I was passionate about it. But in Indiana, like there weren't, there's not a strong art community or I wasn't a part of that art community and there mm. weren't a lot of resources to get into this. Um, so, you know, I applied to RISD sort of on a whim. Like I didn't think I was going to get in. Mm -hmm. And and it was so thrilling when I when I did and and that whole process was just so stressful. So it's such, it was, I was just so excited to, to leave that behind and come here and, and be a part of this like multidisciplinary artistic community, something that was so, I don't know, foreign to me growing up. But, uh, you know, I really appreciate that here. And that's, it's just been a wonderful experience. But, um, you know, as time, like I said, as time goes on, I, I find myself missing like the flat the flatness of Indiana, especially walking up, mm. up the hill. I miss it so much. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Welcome to the Rhode Island School of Design. This is Michael Ferris. And for the last time ever, welcome to RISDology, a student-led podcast series founded in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic to help reconnect a fragmented RISD community. 
today, I have some very exciting news. With the advisement of the RISD Fleet Library and myself, we have selected Olivia Schroger, FAV 23, to be the 2022-2023 host of RISDology. Olivia comes to the podcast with a great deal of experience in podcasting, including her work as a producer and sound designer with the RISD Museum's Digital Initiatives Department. I am personally very excited to see where Olivia takes the podcast. Join me in welcoming and congratulating Olivia. You know, your story um, reminds me of something that Jim Barnes uh, mm-hmm. said, who was a, a professor in the architecture department. He said that most people that when uh, they know they want to go to RISD because there's this like weird um, sort of like school culture and they know they want to be a part of it, but they don't know really like how they want to fit in to it yet. Mm-hmm. Like they don't really know where they want to end up. They just know that they want to be here. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that's true for a lot of students, including me. It sounds like you too, mm-hmm. where I know I love this community. I just like, maybe as I'm now approaching a senior, I kind of know where I want to like fit in. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> uh, but yeah, I just remembered him saying that. I was like, oh, wow, that's actually true. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, I, I, I applied to a couple art schools, but art school wasn't really like the end goal. And so mm. it, it was, I don't know, a risk to come here or it was so terrifying because I'm not really like, like foundation year was so difficult for me. That's not really my jam. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm glad I stuck to it. And yeah, I relate to that. Like I still don't really know where I fit into things and, but it's, it's fun figuring it out, I think. Yeah, absolutely. So tell us about your podcasting experience over at the library. Um, Olivia, for everyone who doesn't know, she was um, working at the library. um, Oh, sorry. It was the museum. Oh, I'm so sorry. (laughs) No worries. Museum. I'm, I'm working with the library, not, not, (laughs) (laughs) I shouldn't even introduce it. You, you go on. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so since my sophomore year, um, I've been working in the digital initiatives department at the museum with Jeremy Radke. And mm. um, that involves a lot of like varied media making tasks. Like I, I've made a, some promotional material and working with video and animation and motion graphics. But the most recent project was a podcast or sound walk experience to accompany um, a new exhibition called Trading Earth that just mm. opened in April. Um, and it's the exhibition shows a lot of objects from different cultures with like a shared purpose or function um, for, you know, serving foods and, and uh, you know, ceramic objects like that. Um, and in the podcast, we were interested in exploring like, you know, how these objects came together and what they mean in context with each other. And Mm -hmm. because they're coming from, you know, most of them are coming from Western cultures, but there are some, you know, um, uh, porcelain from, from, from China. And there are some African pieces in the exhibition as well. Like we have to also address like, um, you know, colonialism and, and tracking triangle trade as well, Mm. because, you know, these objects inform each other, um, you know, and it's nice to see their 
artistic um, sensibilities being shared, but yeah. that's informed by a lot of dark things. That's informed by capitalism and, and slavery. Right. So um, it was really interesting to like explore those, uh, those, those themes and mm, through sound, yeah. through sound and interviews. And that was a really new thing for me. Like audio was not really my thing before that, but mm-hmm. I got really into it and I'm super proud of that, um, that piece that's, it's in the museum now. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Everyone should go check that out. Now, when we, when you and I met up at car house, um, we spoke about how we feel that there is this, um, lack of a community Mm -hmm. coming out of COVID at RISD. Mm -hmm. Um, and Rizziology was started in order to sort of help um, people who have been displaced all over the world due to COVID-19 pandemic. Is there ways that we can, you know, help reconnect? Um, and I'm so interested in what you were saying about the spaces around RISD. Mm-hmm. And would you mind talking about that? <clears throat> yeah. Um, yeah, community has just been really on my mind and has mm. appeared in like has been the subject of many conversations I've had lately. Um, And with us like returning to campus and that becoming the standard as opposed to like online, like doing zoom (laughs) classes. Right. Right. It's, you know, we're actually taking up physical space again and Mm. the places that we commune, I think tell us a lot about our community. And Mm -hmm. like you said, it feels like there is a lack of community or it's it's on hiatus or it's gone somewhere and, and it's not very present anymore. But it's then on vacation, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then you go to places like Car House and thank God that opened up again. It's my favorite mm-hmm. place and, and you see people again. <laughs> right. And you're like, right. Oh my gosh, there are people here. There is a community. You know, yeah. I mean there is a collection of people who all go to the school or um you know, work for the school, um, Mm -hmm. for the administration. And there is technically community. It's just like, what is the, the piece that's missing? Like what, how do we get to that, um, that stage where, you know, we've, we've sensed the community and, and we can feel it in, in every, in every place, in every context in class and in communal spaces. And, um, just going back on the campus, I've noticed a lot of unused or, um, I don't know, underused spaces, facilities, mm-hmm. or facilities that feel like they're being used in very strange ways that could be used a lot better. Um, right. I feel like the one that's most prominent on my mind is, is the old library in college building. But, you yeah. know, I feel like if we talk about those spaces and and get people to take up space again, that mm-hmm. could be a step in, in fostering that community again. There was such a, I love this. There was also a weird email that I got recently. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you got it too, but it was that the Crystal Williams, the new president of RISD was hosting like a get together party mm-hmm. and it was over at like the, um, these, those garages yeah. where they host, what is that place called? Um, what cheer? 
what's your garage? Yeah. I was just like, what the hell? <laughs> you just spent $20 million updating the prov wash. Yeah. Um, uh, the lobby. You know, lobby. And you're going to have the welcome <laughs> the center garage. in the garage of what's your like, Yeah. You know, right. that is very strange. <laughs> I did hear about that. And I walked by because I was just walking on Benefit Street and I see all these uh-huh. people pouring into a garage. It's very strange. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I'm kind of here for it. I think a garage party reception sounds really interesting. I didn't get to, I didn't have time to step in and, you know, yeah. I, I wasn't really sure if it was open to random people, but the, yeah, that's the thing. Right. Like we have so much space that feels like, like places that are used very strangely or just not used at all. And, um, and we don't really understand the purpose of it. And, and I feel like there's also a sense of like, can I go here? Am I allowed to go in here? Am I allowed mm-hmm. to be in here? You know, I, I'm in the auditorium and in, in market house and um, I'm like terrified to enter Metcalf. Like it just feels mm-hmm. like I should not be in there. And, you know, there's some good reason for that. I don't know how to use that equipment. I probably shouldn't be around mm-hmm. it, but yeah, there's, there's a lot of like invisible barriers in mm-hmm. between these buildings. Yeah, no, I absolutely see that. One thing that has helped me, are you a tour guide by the way? I am going to start being a tour guide this summer actually. Oh, amazing. Well, (laughs) Carol in the admissions office is amazing. She's Mm -hmm. like my second mother, (laughs) but I've been working with admissions, I think since almost freshman year. And that has really taught me that you can just walk into any freaking building (laughs) and tell them that like, oh, I'm giving a tour. And they're like, oh, okay, no worries. Mm -hmm. Um, But that has definitely helped. Mm -hmm. Um, But anyways, going back, I... I love this idea that these episodes you're thinking might be centered around a space mm-hmm. um, at RISD, whatever that might be, and then bringing in different voices, students, um, you know, alumni, current faculty, staff, um, and what their experiences are in that space. Mm-hmm. Is that sort of what you're thinking? Yeah, definitely. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, physically being around each other again, like COVID it just was so isolating and is still so isolating. Um, having to shift all your social interactions onto a computer makes people feel unreal. Like mm-hmm. there's no boundary between your personal space, your private home and um, your public space, the place where you work. And now we're, we've been given the opportunity to re-enter physical space and interact with each other, you know, five feet away and that can be yeah. really intimidating um, and confusing. And I don't know, that that's my experience. I Sometimes I've, you know, when we first opened up the campus again, I was like, I kind of forget how to talk to people and like right. where to stand. And yeah. yeah, I think it's interesting if we just explore like physically how we occupy space together. And, and like I said, I think that can can lead to conversations about our community and seeing each other and like visibility is really important. And I feel like you just don't really get that so much like on zoom, for example, as opposed to like on the beach. Absolutely. Absolutely.